which is filled with heart happens only after a person already finishes the Torah and starts over again. The Chiddush of, of Yisra, like Rabbi Nachman says, like Chazal already said, but Rabbi Nachman brings out even stronger. Chazal say, they quote the Pasuk, Pesi Yaman L'chol Dover. A fool believes in everything. Chazal say that's a reference to Yisra. quintessential lates, the cynic who doesn't believe in anything, is Amalek. <coughs> Two of them are juxtaposed to each other. Parshas B'Shalach ends with attacking of Amalek. And Yisro is the one who is the pesi that's Yam and the Choldavar. Rabbi Nachman says that it's better to believe in everything than to believe in nothing. Presumably there's two different types of idolatry. There's a type of idolatry where you don't believe in the creator of the world, the primary mover, what stands behind the essence of Hashem, which is embodied by the Shem Havaya Baruch Hu. Because you're an idolater, you've latched onto some Elohim Achirim, some force in creation which grabs your attention, but is not the sum total of all the kochos, not the Baal HaKochos Kulam. Elohim, Bekdusha, not Elohim, Bechulin, which we could say, but Elohim, that ineffable, already one of the Shem HaSakadoshim, which is not the same thing as the Shem Havaya. And even the Shem Havaya is a name. There's a type of idolatry where a person gets stuck in believing in something which is not divine. And there's a way of idolatry which is not to believe in anything. It's on us. And Chazal say, Pesiyam in the Choldavr is Yisro. Yisro believes in everything. He's so heartsig. His heart is so aflame that anything that catches <coughs> attention is on a certain level filled with the light of the divine. And so he, thinking that he's grabbing the whole thing, grabs a piece of it. Yisro is always starting over again. He, he's picking up on his amuna a million times. The end of the Torah is the Lama. The person gets to the end of the Torah, they start over with a base. That's, that's the Rachman Alibavoy that Hashem wants. Rabbi Nachman said it's better to be a pesiyam in the Choldavr than to be a late who so doesn't believe in anything. There's always cynical, always trying to poke a hole. Because you can. You can. The force of a Malik in the world. The kisei and the shame of Hashem is not shalim. Until we remove that hole. And even though chalila v'chalila, that a person should 
be yamun b'chol davar. That's not. It's better to be a pesi shiyamun b'chol davar than to be a leitz. But better than both of those is to believe in the right thing, <coughs> and to recognize that there's an element, a truth of emuna which is ongoing every single day. Like Rabbi Nassim writes in the Kutei Alachos, the Kutei Alachos of Kriyashma, in Halacha Hey Osbeis. Rabbi Nassim writes, why do we say Shema Yisrael Hashem Elkino Hashem Echad? If we're trying to make the declaration that Hashem Elkino Hashem Echad, that Hashem Yudkevavke Elokeinu, that shame, that lower name of Elokeinu, Hashem Echad, it's really all Havaya Baruch so if that's the declaration, so then twice a day, we should all go to shul, we say the brachos of Kriyat Shema B'Seder, and then we should all get up, and together with the chazm, we should say, Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. Rav Nassim asks, why do we say Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad? Why do you have to say, Hear, O Israel? What are you saying? So some tzaddikim say, which is a very important idea also, I'll say also, some tzaddikim say, you have to say, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad, because you can't declare your faith in Hashem, Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad, without attaching yourself to the tzaddik, to tzaddikim. And Moshe Rabbeinu, who said, Shema Yisrael, listen, we're reciting the words that, that Moshe Rabbeinu said, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. Moshe wrote in the Torah, Hear, Jewish people, I'm talking to all of you Jewish people, Moshe Rabbeinu is speaking. Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad, we have to repeat those words after Moshe Rabbeinu in order to really feel them fully. Rav Nassim writes, you know we say Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad? Different thing. We say Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad because when you want to tell somebody something which is a chiddush that they've never heard before, like, did you hear? You have to hear this. Let me tell you something. You don't just go in and say it. Right? We find ourselves, like, you preface it with this. When you're saying something which is exciting and new, you say, you have to hear this first. And so even though you would imagine, I would imagine, we would imagine that we're saying Shema Yisrael a million times in our lives, we're saying it over and over again. I, 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 yeah, I heard it this morning. I know, I know, I know, I know. Shem Hashem But every time we say Shema, we preface it with saying, let me tell you something you never heard before. Because the truth is, you never heard it like this before. Because Pesiyam and the Choldavar, what you thought Hashem was, of course you believed in Hashem and not some other lower form of Elohim Achirim. You believed in, in Hashem. But what you thought Hashem was, psh, let me tell you, let me tell you what Hashem is. The whole Tachlis of Kabbalah Satorah, the whole Tachlis of the Bria, or Chaim HaKadosh says, that if you look at the Psukim, the Psukim in, in describing the Jewish people reaching Midbar Sinai, so the Psukim are out of order. Or Chaim HaKadosh points out that when the Jewish people arrive, right, right before that, the Psukim describes the Jewish people reaching Midbar Sinai, and then it goes back a few Psukim, and it was in the third month of the Jewish people's exiting of Egypt, on this day, they came to Midbar Sinai. But then it says, Well, we actually, no, wait. It was Rafidim and then Midbar Sinai. 
So it says they came to Midbar Sinai, and then if you're looking at it in Pshat, what's the Pshat? The Pshat is they came to the region of Midbar Sinai. Let me tell you, they went from Rafidim, which is not in Midbar Sinai, to Midbar Sinai. Or Chaim Akadr says, the whole world is waiting so much. You have to understand this in a very deep way. We're not going to go into this right now. But the whole world is waiting so much for the day of Matan Torah. The whole tachlis of the Bria of Hashem revealing himself and saying the world has a kiyum and a purpose and there's a, there's a direction here. The Torah Kivyachl itself, the Torah is an entity, I mean, we have a Torah here, but there's something called the Torah, the Torah Ilah, the, the supernal Torah, was so excited about the Yom of Matan Torah down here in this world, that, you know, when you're excited, this is where the, the Orachayim Kodesh uses this Lashon that maybe you heard before, Ava Mikalkelas Ashura. When you're in love, you do silly things sometimes, like you don't, you don't, you're not thinking straight. So the Torah itself, as it were, got confused. Like the Torah's like, and then the Jewish people got to Arsina. Whoa, 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 actually, no, wait. First they went here, and then they got to Arsina. We're so excited. It's like, I can't wait to get there that we just jump straight to the punchline. That's what the Rechaim Kodesh writes is the Pshat and the Pasuk. That the Torah itself was so excited to get to Arsina that it, it jumped the gun, and then it was like, actually, no, wait. There were, there were a few steps before that. Ava Mekalkelas Ashura. And so when we come to this moment of, of Harsinai, of the revelation, you know, the Jewish people said, Shema Yisrael Hashem Hashem Echav by Harsinai. The tzaddikim say that whenever Hashem said in Asay, whenever Hashem said, like for example, Hashem said, Anochi Hashem so the Jewish people said, Hain, <coughs> we're into it. There's a machlokas what they said, what Am Yisrael responded when, they said, when, when, when Hashem said, Lo there shouldn't be any other gods, Al Panai. So let's just go with a simple interpretation. I know that they said, Lav, we're not going to do it. Lo sirtzach, Lav, we're not going to do it. So the Svar Makadoshim say, well, what did the Jewish people do when they got to Shomer v'zacher b'dibur echer? Because Shomer is a lo Don't do that. And what did they say when they got to Zacher, which is the same, happened at the same time, Shomer v'zacher b'dibur echer? I think it's from the Belzer Rebbe's to say this. Well, I forget which one. One of the bells the Rebbe said that when they got to the, and this is a very deep part, when they got to the Lav and the Ase of Shabbos at the same time, Zachar Siyom HaShabbos, we learned from there, Kiddush. Zacharu Alayayin. Shamar is the Los Ases of Malacha. So did they say, well, they didn't know what to say. What were we supposed to say? Hey, we were supposed to say Lav. What did they say? So Tzadikim say, they screamed out, Shema Yisrael, Hashem, we don't know what to do. It's the Echot. It's a steer. I don't know what to do. It's, it's a lav, it's an asay, what is it? It's a Echot. When a pesi, when, a, when, a, when a, a simpleton, when a simple person comes to a stira and says, I don't know how to resolve this stira. So instead of making late sonos, they say, I don't know. I, I somehow believe in both, the paradox of both. And it's Echad, it's all one in Hashem. If a person is able to think in those terms, to move their mind in that way, <coughs> so then you're Zochah to become a Jew. My family has a tradition that we somehow go back to the Yira Kadosh of Pshischa, that our family is somehow linked to the Chasidus of Pshischa. We don't know exactly how. We have a few pieces of the puzzle. We don't have the whole, the whole thing. 
we have this Masora that we go back to Pshischa. The Yid HaKadosh was called the Yid HaKadosh. It was called the Holy Jew. That was what they used to call him, the Holy Jew. Because every single day it was mamish like he was a Jew for the first time. Every day he, was, he jumped up and he said, Shema Yisrael, I've got to tell you something you never heard before. Something called Tefillin. Something called Shachris. Something called Natilas Yadayim. You know how lucky you are that you have these things? That we have these things are, these are, this is technology from another world. Matthias Yadayim is technology from another world. Tefillin, Torah, Tzitzis. <coughs> and when a person says, yeah, but Hashem is infinite, well, he, he cares about these small little details. There's a certain paradox. The person says, Shema Yisrael Hashem Hashem Echad. And they're able to be a Yid HaKadosh. As if, the Lashon that they used to say with the Yid HaKadosh, as if he converted today every day. Every day is his first day as a Jew. He just converted to Judaism. Stomach went to the mikvah in the morning also, so he could even do that, you know? Like he just came out of the mikvah from conversion. <coughs> Rav Kook writes... In Ursa Kodesh, in the very beginning, that Chachmas Hakodesh, the definition of Chachmas Hakodesh, that's what the Torah is. The Torah is the first revelation of Chachmas Hakodesh in its official, you know, there's inklings of it from Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, all the way down. 2,000 years of Torah begin from Avram, Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Levi, Kahas, Amram, Moshe, and the people who were in the base measures with them, and the Shvatim, and everyone else. <coughs> By Matan Torah, there's a revelation of Chacham Sakodesh or a system of Chacham Sakodesh which will last until the coming of Mashiach and beyond. If Cook says that Chacham Sakodesh, the definition of Chacham Sakodesh, is that Chacham Sakodesh is wisdom that transforms you. If Tzadok in many places, the other Kohen, if Tzadok Kohen and Rav Cook, they both describe how. The difference between Torah and Chachma of the nations is that Torah, by definition, has to transform you. If it's not transforming you, then it's not Torah. It demands something of you. It demands something of me. It demands something of us. There's a mushal from, from the Ramak, from Rav Moshe Cordovero, the Ramak said, a mashal, maybe it's brought in the shla, could be it's brought in the shla. In the Paradis Yimunim, the Ramak said a, said a mashal that learning Torah in a non-transformative way, and this is something which is shaykh to the live, this is to the degree that a person says, Rachman Aliba Bai, knows what Hashem really wants is the leif. Maybe that's the pshat. That's why leif has to, you have to finish the Torah and then start over again. Because if it's about Yiddiyah, if it's about knowledge, like I read it already, you only get to the place of Rachman Aliba Bai, of leif. And if, this is about, if this is supposed to be a transformative document, then the fact that I read through it once, that's not sufficient. 
I read it again and again and again. And every time I get to the end, I start over again because the goal is transformation. And I'll never be able to transform myself to be the Rabbana Shalom Batz Musa. I'll never be able to be Hashem himself. The best thing that I can do is be heartsick, is be full, filled with heart and hope and desire and pesiyam in the choldavar, continuously growing, never with leitzanus. Because leitzanus says, well, if I'll never get there, then I might as well drop the project. And the simple person says, yeah, but I'm better, yesterday. I'm better today than I was yesterday. <coughs> and I'll continue to grow infinitely more close to the Rabbana Shalom. And this is amazing. <coughs> and so when I get to the end of the Torah, and I start over again, that's where the lave is. Le'ene kol Yisrael b'reshis. When I recognize it's not about information. It's not about, I finished it already. Chaim finished it already a million times. He has to finish it again. But if you understand the Torah is about transformation, not information, it's about becoming a new thing. Mm-hmm. It's about becoming closer to Hashem. Chachmas HaKodesh, of Kuk says, is about, is about transformation. The Ramak says, the difference between learning Torah in a way of information versus transformation is like if a person, I don't know if this is exactly the way that he says it, because you'll understand why in a minute that he didn't say it like this, obviously, because they didn't have, uh, I'm updating it slightly. He says, it's the difference between reading the back of the medicine bottle where it says active ingredients and all these different, you know, active ingredients and other, it's like reading the medicine bottle versus drinking the medicine. A person has a headache and he takes out the Advil and he reads the bottle and he puts it back in. It's not going to do anything. You have to to ingest it. It has to become part of you. It has to transform you in some way so that now you'll be able to become a living Advil. (laughs) It's, it's walking around with you. And Mahavdal Alfe 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 Avdalos. Thousands of Havdalos between an Advil and what the Torah Kedosha is doing to heal a person and to make them filled with lave. When a person interacts with the Torah in a way of just reading the information, like they're reading the bottle of, a, of medicine. There's a certain late sunness in that. I once saw in, in Avram Shor's commentary to Pirkei Avos, he said the pshat in the Mishnah in, in Avos is, Shnaim shioshvim ve'ein b'neim divrei Torah, hariz moshav leitzim. Two people are sitting together, and there's not Torah being shared between them, hariz moshav leitzim. So Rav Avram Shor pointed out, it doesn't say two people, it doesn't say Shnei Anoshim, Shnei Bnei Adam, Shnei Tamir Chachamim, it doesn't say that. Shnaim Sheosh Meim Bnei Devei Torah, Hariza Moshev Leitzim. Rav Avram Shor said the Shnaim there is talking about the head and the heart. Shnaim Sheosh Meim Bnei Devei Torah, the head and the heart are not sharing Devei Torah with each other. Hariza Moshev Leitzim, that's Leitzanus, that's the Leitzanus of a Malik because it's staying here, because it's staying in the head. And it's not being shared with the heart. Kotzker famously said that the only thing that we can do, because it's a demanding thing, the only thing that we can do that Hashem demands of us is that we continue trying and that we keep putting Torah al levavecha. Like we say in Shema. 
Katsuki said, ah, wouldn't it be better to put it bil vavecha? Isn't that what we've just been talking about? It's better to put it bil vavecha. And the Katsker said very wisely in a, in a moment of Rachmanus, you know, the Katsker was very demanding. But in a little peak of Rachmanus into the soul of the Katsker, the Katsker said, but at the end of the day, Hashem can't tell you to put it into your heart. All He can do is tell you to stack it on your heart and wait like a pesi, like a simple person. For Hashem to open your heart at a moment and for it to all to come in, to be patient, to have sablanus. To be patient with yourself, to be patient with other people, to be patient that the Torah, like Rabbi Akiva, understood that the Torah will penetrate eventually. If water could penetrate a rock, then the Torah Kedosha could penetrate every heart. Latin Torah is a chasana. <laughs>
That's the formal declaration. We generally use a, a, a ring. That's that. or with whatever items being used, like the Das Moshe of Yisrael. Now, the simple interpretation of those words probably means Kid Das Moshe of Yisrael, according to the religion of Moses and Israel. Ke. According to the laws, the Das, Eish Das Lamo. According to the laws and the traditions of Moshe Rabbeinu and the Jewish people who follow the traditions of Moshe Rabbeinu. However, we find already in the Rishonim, in the Sefer of Minhagim from the Maharil, Minhagim of Ashkenaz, the Maharil explains that Kedas Moshe Yisrael can also be translated as, I hereby give you this ring, young lady. You're Mikudeshes to me with this ring, Kedas Moshe Yisrael, in the same way that the Das Moshe, meaning the Luchos that were brought down by Moshe Rabbeinu, were used. <coughs> to be Makadish the Jewish people by Hashem. Kedas Moshe Yisrael. That this ring takes the place of the Luchos, which was the Maisek Kedushin of the Jewish people. Atan Torah is a certain reaching of a relationship, uh, an appreciating, moving upwards, a development, uh, an evolution of the relationship between Hashem and the world that takes place on the level of, of a marriage. Hashem entrusts His Torah to a specific people. I think I mentioned last week the Maharal, Maharal and Tiferes Yisrael, but Hashem doesn't give the Torah to Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, even though Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov are 
responsible for the entire project. He doesn't give it to Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Saref, Gerachel, and Lay. He doesn't give it to the Avos and the Amos because they're not something yet of a nation. They're not eternal. They're not a nation. The Jewish people and the receiving of the Torah that takes place by Matan Torah catapults the entire world into this new relationship where we've moved from the level of just being children of Hashem, B'ni B'chor Yisrael. B'ni B'chor Yisrael means that there's other children also. Jewish people are the firstborn children. To another level, which is where we're friends with Hashem, and ultimately to this level of being partners with Hashem in this mysterious relationship of K'chibichu Yisrael V'Rasechadhu. that Hashem entrusts the Jewish people with his, with, his, with his Torah, and in a certain level, that man that the Jewish people are able to, because we're not separate from Hashem, because we're like one letter, one giant letter Aleph, where Hashem is the point on top, and we're like the point on the bottom, and the Torah connects us in the middle. So therefore, like the Baal Shem Tov said, Hashem, Hashem Tzilcha, Hashem is your shadow. The shadow, when you move your hand, the shadow moves together with you. Jewish people become the representative of Hashem in this world. It means to them, which is impossible to finish the sentence, it means that on a certain level we're tied together in this way, which is, which is unchangeable. It's a big responsibility. There's a, there's a word from Rav Pam. I feel like I usually th- think about this more like around Shavuos time. Rav Pam explained that the whole Indian of, I mean, if they say, they say two weeks, two weeks, they'll purchase Bo, who was it? It wasn't Rav David Lollower, I forget. It was one of the tzaddikim, one of the Tamid Vashem Tov. Yell it out if you know it. Purchase Bo uh, after after Mariv, on Friday night, the tzaddik started saying halal with a bracha like it was, like it was um, Lel Pesach. And it wasn't until they got back to their Shabbos table that they saw the chalas that they realized that it wasn't Pesach. <laughs> so if this is Matan Torah, so I'm a little bit Shavuos dick. Rav Pam has this Torah by Shavuos that he says that the reason that Svir Omer has to come before has to come before Shuas is based on a, a Ramah in Hilchas Besaknesis and Hilchas Sefer Torah. That there's a halacha, it's a real halacha, that a Sefer Torah in a Shul has to be placed in a proper makum. You have to prepare one of the laws of Besaknesis, is that there has to be a proper place. And we take this as obvious, there's an Aron code that we keep the Sefer Torah, but there's an actual halacha that you can't just, in theory, you know, I guess you could just wrap the Sefer Torah in a in a talus and just put it on a table somewhere and when you take it out, you take it out. But for covered Sefer Torah, part of the covered of Sefer Torah is that it needs to have a proper place where the Torah enters. So Rav Pam said that the, the Indian of going through the... <coughs> it was the Heiliger Rapshitzer, Bensi Rice says. Thank you, Bensi. The Heiliger Rapshitzer. That's not who I'm thinking of, but it was probably also the Rapshitzer. It was probably also the Rapshitzer. Um, 
So, <coughs> Rav Palm said that the reason we have to go through, you know, all the midos, chesed, shibachesed, gvur, shibachesed, tfer, shibachesed, we go through all the midos, and we start over again with the second week of gvura, and we do, mamasha, an, an internal, we do an inventory on all the different midos that we have in order to make sure everything's in its proper place, is because of Rechman Alibabai and the Torah, and like we just said before, the Torah's whole, the goal of the Torah is for it to go deep, to settle inside of a person's heart. And prior to the Torah entering into a person's heart, there needs to be uh, housekeeping. You need to have a clean-up job so that the Torah will be able to enter into its proper place. And that's why Sphere's Or comes before Shavuos. So we're standing, we're going to be makabal the Torah again. And we read the Aseris Adibros this week. And it's an opportunity for us to recognize that that when you're entering into any marriage, so the marriage is only going to be as strong as the two people entering into the marriage have worked on themselves and made space in a proper way of you have to have two people who are involved. Sometimes that, that means going through different uh, preparations, and sometimes that means going to therapy, and sometimes that means lots of different things. Hashem doesn't have to prepare. We have a good chasm, but he mamish got such a good kala also. Am Yisrael is such a good kala. On the level of Am Yisrael, like, like Rav Elimelech of Lezhensk said, Va'amich kulam tzadikim, on the level of the Klal, Klal Yisrael are perfect tzaddikim. Kulach You are completely and utterly flawless on the national level. But as individuals, we're going to makabal the Torah as part of Am Yisrael to the degree that we can be matire ourselves of our negative midos and thereby merit to be one with each other and be part of this thing called Klal Yisrael and not stand out as an individual, will be able to make the Torah with purity. Derech Eretz Kadmul Torah, the Rav Chaim Vital, asks the question, why is it that we don't find in the Torah, Chaim Vital, the great scribe of the Arizal, who wrote down all the Arizal's Torah, Rav Chaim Vital writes in the beginning of Sharkadush, I think, he writes, why is it that the Torah doesn't have Midos? There's not like a Midos that says, like, don't get angry, you know, arguably, don't be a Balgaiva, Maybe that isn't the Torah, but don't be about Gaiva. All the Midos that we find in, in Svar Makadoshim and Orchus Tzadikim from Yishonim and, and in, in later works of going through the different none of that is commanded explicitly in the Torah. Some people say it's not explicitly in the Torah, but the Sefer Parashas, you know, the Maisa Avos, we like learn the Midos from there. And that's true also. And that's why that all comes before Matan Torah, before Yisrael. Rav Chaim Vital said that before we even get the Torah, prior to receiving the Torah, the midos are a prerequisite to the Torah. Having good midos is a prerequisite to the Torah. What's good midos? I mean, good midos is a lot of things. One of the most important catch-all good midos that I received from one of my teachers, which I try to live with, very passionate. Not, not every Devarel Kimchan doesn't always have to be up here. It's very down here. Very simple. I received from my teacher, Rav Meir Goldwicht, who received from his teacher, Rav Shlomo Zalman Arbach, that spiritually, when you enter into a room for good, you, you, can, you can leave as much, you know, 
fairy dust behind as you want. Leave as much uh, good vibes in the room as you want when it comes to Ruchnias. But Bigashmias, when you walk into a room, when you come into a place, you should leave the place looking exactly the way that it was when you left the place. It doesn't matter what it is. doesn't matter if there's someone who's supposed to clean it up, not supposed to clean it up. But that a Jew should never, ever, ever walk into a place something that's, that's on the table that doesn't belong to you, you don't touch it. You ate something and there's something to throw out in the garbage. The prerequisite to kola tarakula is recognizing that no one here needs to clean up your trash. No one needs to clean up chalila chalila after you go to the bathroom, after you use the bathroom. That's, these, are, these are holy words. This is, this is, a, this is the basis of the entire Torah. For Hashem to come down on Har Sinai and to come into our hearts and to be Megal himself and to give us the Torah, Rachman Alibabai, and all the highest, highest things, like, like, um, like Yisrael Salanter said, the highest Kavana, the highest, the deepest Kavana of all the Kavanas when you're putting on your talus in the morning is that when you do Atifa and you throw it over your shoulder, you don't hit the guy in back of you. That's the highest Kavana. Higher than all the Kavanas of Ariza. And that's not denigrating the Kavanas Ariza. Rabbi Soslanter, he treated the Kavanas Ariza as, as Kodesh Kadashim also. But But before we're able to receive the Torah, like Rabbi Kavanas explained, we need to have a place for the Torah to go. The Torah needs to have a clean and holy place to go. And the way that we can be Zocha to having a clean and holy place for the Torah to go is to make sure that we leave things as they are. Baruch Hashem, we had a big tikkun this week. We have this mapa because we were leaving behind some... No, I, I mean it. There's a certain... All of it's not... Everything that we're doing is not shaykh for leaving wax on the table. And we, we think... Lo samti lev. I didn't say... Lo samti lev. But that's a small thing. We make a tikkun to make this... There's more hashras hashchina in this room. There's, the Torah is able to come down and enter us much stronger today because we put the candles on a... On a, on a paper towel, on a, on a little, uh, uh, it's not a paper towel, it's a chash, we're going to use this for a long time, this is Tashmisha Kedusha almost, pretty much. <laughs> Whatever this thing is, a, a little placemat, I don't know what to call it, <coughs> tablecloth. This is, a, this, this, is bringing, this is allowing the Torah to be able to rest more comfortably in, 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 our, in our hearts, in our mouths. So Hashem should help us to be able to, be, to grow I'll end with a Torah from the Parsha uh, Torah from the from the Beis Elokim from the Mabit. The Mabit was part of the inner circle also of 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 the Arizal. He's buried right there by that little section in Tzvat. If you've ever been there, they're all buried there together. The Mabit. Rav Moshe ben Yosef Trani. Mabit. Moshe ben Yosef Trani wrote a sefer, a gorgeous sefer. People don't learn it so much anymore. I don't see people learning it so much anymore. It's like Mali Vigadish, highly recommended. Called Beis Elokim, House of God. So the Mabit writes by, when he's talking about the giving of the Luchos, he says that if you look at the Psukim, we know that the Luchos were symmetrical. They were, sheish, they were six by six tfachim each, which means they were the same size. And yet, if you look at the first set of luchos, the first five, 
So you have Anochi Hashem Alkech Hashem Tzivim Yisrael. It goes on and on and on. And the next pasuk Lo Yeh Lemacher Al Panai. It goes on for a few. And then you get to the, just Lemashal, you know. And then you have uh, also a whole long arichos about uh, about Shabbos, and it goes on and on for each of them. And then you have on the other side of the luchos you have Lo Sirtzach, Lo Signov, Lo Sinov, Nikuda. So that's already a good word in of itself. It's like no theology here. It's like don't do it. We spoke about the Katsuka last week. There is no stealing. It doesn't exist. It's not part of the world. These are not optional. It's like loads straight to the point. But the Mabit said even stronger. He said, why did the luchos on the second side have to be the same size as the luchos on the first side if it's like, there's almost like no, <laughs> there's like no writing. You don't need as much paper. You don't need as much manuscript to be able to write. So the Mabit says, I don't know where he gets this from. Ruch HaKodesh, he said it has to be that on the first side, in order to, you know how it is, when you have like a lot to write on a small space, so you, you write it, you know, you write it in fine print, you write it small. He said it has to be on the other side, these mitzvahs, ben adam these mitzvahs that are more mushrash in the Indian of Derech Eretz Torah, were written in humongous letters, lo sirtzach, lo signov, in huge letters, in order to accommodate filling up the entire space. So that when the Jewish people would look at this, they would say, that's true. It's a very important principle. Shabbos, very important. But taking something that doesn't belong to you, overstepping the boundaries of, of Tznius in a way that catastrophic, low signal, low sinaf, so Hashem should help us that we should make a beautiful arm. We should attach ourselves to the Jewish people. Kulach yafarayas yamum ein bach bizochet v'makabel Torah ba'ava b'simcha u'b'pnimius.
Stop.